I just wanted to make sure that the audio waves showed so that it was certain that we weren't going to pull any boneheaded moves. Audio waves are important. Yes, we need a nice, strong signal-to-noise ratio to show our vegan strength. Yes. So, we're here again, Mike Heller. We're here in the promised land. Happy to be back with Jason, the greatest showman on Earth. (laughs) No, no, you are, Mike Heller. We actually got a comment, uh, I don't know, on one of the social media platforms. Someone was binge listening to our podcast, and they really, really, really wanted to try Soylent now. Nice. I've, I'm a Soylent evangelist. I want, my, I want a free bag of Soylent for pushing them so hard. Do you have stock in the company? No, it's not even publicly traded. Oh, okay. Are you okay? And in fact, I, yeah, I'm fine. I, um, I was like a little under the weather a couple days ago, but I think I'm recovered. Um, in fact, I think I need to renew my order. I'm like running out of the current bag. What happens when you run out of Soylent? Is there another brand you can go there, out and get? Oh, no, no, no. I could just order more. There was an abundance. There was a backlog. I wasn't, you know, so I, I slowed down the subscription. Okay. <laughs> and now I need to speed it up again. <laughs> you know, you got to adjust things in life. Well, what if you like, is there a way to get like an emergency shipment of Soylent? I mean, does it come Ray, to I could just pay extra to FedEx it because like my hands will start trembling and I'll go on like, you know, I'll need like Soylent methadone. <laughs> I'm a soil addict. Soylent is 100% plant-based, so, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be a Soylent freak if you want to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jones in for the soil. I had kind of a weird day today. Tell where, me about your day. I mean, it wasn't weird. I mean, it was just kind of a thing where I'm, you know, I have these quandaries when, you know, being this, you know, major platformed influencer that I am. Because <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> What responsibility was that? <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I, I get to this point, too, where, um, you know, I, I don't want to attack like small companies. I want to, you know, I want to be attack. I want to. OK, there's you old... only want to attack like multinational factory farm brands. I just, not I just want to attack. I'm just that's what I like you to do. Enjoy... <laughs> yeah, you're, you're basically like a middle school bully. <laughs> You know, I don't feel comfortable unless I'm attacking. You know, there's something wrong with me. So, well, you know, that's that that human need to like fight for something and be the underdog, and you know. Well, I think that there's a situation where there's people in the vegan community that feel that you can't say anything bad about a, a brand that puts out vegan stuff because you know you're you're kind of pushing down. You're undermining the movement. I tasted some of this Beyond Meat jerky. Mm-hmm. Have you had the Beyond jerky? I didn't know there was Beyond jerky, but I'd like to have it. Beyond came out with a brand of jerky. I tried both of them. I tried, I mean, I think they have three different flavors. One's teriyaki, one's, I guess, the standard brand, and the other's spicy. I didn't get to try the spicy. I didn't see the spicy, but I tried the teriyaki and the regular brand. It was just in stores, or did they send it to you? No, no, it was in the store. I saw it at the store. Oh, wow. I, you know, a lot of times I'll see something at a store that kind of excites me. I'm like, oh, Beyond has jerky. I eat a lot of jerky from other makers. Like I know, I mean, right. Belief Jerky is great. Uh, Unisoy is this uh, Asian company that makes beautiful soy jerky. The interesting thing about the Beyond jerky is it's made from mung beans. So it's like just egg. 
kind of you know what it looked like it didn't look like jerky at all it looked like the stuff that's on roofs like kind of like kind of that corrugated shackling kind of thing okay oh you mean it's like like ravioli made of metal i don't know like kind of like wood like 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 wood chips shingles like shingles it kind of tasted like shingles too you're saying you ate beyond tree bark usually when i try something that i don't like you know i have to make a decision whether or not i'm going to make a video about it or i'm just going to just pretend i didn't eat it no, and I, I, I just get sweep to it point. under the rug. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you owe it to your public to be honest. I try to be as honest as possible. I think that there's people that depend on my reviews sometimes. I'm they, I, yes, you know, desperately. I mean, some people do. I mean, I don't, some psychos depend on me. <laughs> you're you're saving lives. You have to be a little insane, but you know, you know, I I try to be as even handed as possible. I mean, I, I mean, it's all subjective. I, I might like something. Mm-hmm. I try to I try to also personalize it. I, I usually say I don't say this tastes like garbage or this tastes bad. I usually say this doesn't appeal to me. And we all know that all the things that don't make the cut for you can just as easily be passed on to me and I'll love them. Because I have lower standards. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't have thrown away that stuff this morning. No, I should have just given all it to your you. Your homeless leftovers <laughs> go to me. I still have your your like frostbitten Beyond meatballs. They're like covered in ice. I ate them yesterday. As I was dumping some stu- some vegan product in a garbage can, my wife said, "You should have fed that to Mike." <laughs> is this real or you're just, is that a joke? Hundred percent true. And I'm like, no, I'm no, not going to feed this to him. She's absolutely right. <laughs> I am the receptacle for. Hey, listeners, if you have. <laughs> If you have expired vegan food you don't want, <laughs> just send it to me. Broadcasting from the ICU soon. So so anyway, yeah, so there was a situation where I didn't like this Beyond Jerky. Some people like it. Mm-hmm. I saw people saying that was great. I don't know. I don't know what to trust. I don't trust a lot of vegans when they say they say something tastes great. I have to taste it for myself. Don't trust me. <laughs> I 100% don't trust you. I mean, obviously, you eat Soylent every day. Did a review on Beyond saying that it did not appeal to me. I also mentioned two other great jerkies that mm-hmm. I think are good, like Unisoy, Belief. And someone said, don't criticize these, these vegan products. They're going to get out into the marketplace. And my my argument is like, yeah, if it goes out in the marketplace and it's not good, isn't that worse? Yeah, because it'll give a bad impression. People will be like, vegan food sucks. Beyond Company can take it. They can take feedback. It's fine. Like, they're huge. One person's opinion is not going to put them out of business. These little upstarts, on the other hand, tread lightly. Well, one person's opinion isn't going to take gonna take, a, take down a uh, an upstart as well. I mean, I mean, I'm I not it, sure. It'd be sure. different if it was like a, just this hand to mouth business where they're just you know staying alive, or a food truck. I would never say anything bad about a food truck, unless mm-hmm. they almost killed me. Oh yeah, or they lied and they're not really vegan or something. Like uh, yeah. That. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, sure. So so this morning, I had this vegan salmon. And it's a company called Sophie's. I've seen their products before. And I've heard good things about some of their products, like their vegan shrimp. It's a vegan seafood company. And I believe they're a Chinese-based company. The food's all from Taiwan. I got it at grocery outlet. It was cheaper. It was like than it normally is. It's normally like eight bucks. 
it was like on sale for $4 at Grocery Outlet. And I'm like, you know, this is interesting. I saw that it was made with the cognac root, similar to the Z-Star salmon, the one that, you know, we've all tried yeah, and enjoyed. That's good. So I thought this is kind of interesting. I'll go ahead and I'll make a bagel lox thing and I'll try it out. And uh, I got a really nice bagel. I got all the toppings. I got, you know, I made sure I had like red onions and capers and I wanted to make it nice and really, really and put a spotlight alert. on some like a cool yeah. vegan product. Mm-hmm. I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. It went in the trash. I mean, it, it's just, oh. I, and I feel bad about doing it, but I mean, okay, this particular product was, if you can believe it, both slimy and rubbery. Ugh. Maybe it was a bad batch because you got it from Grocery Outlet. I've, I've noticed that there was actually some feedback when I did a review of it. Again, I was trying to be as gentle as possible with the review, and I also recommended Z-Star salmon in the review saying well you know if you're really looking for a vegan salmon this is a a a better choice i think i even mentioned that you know i've heard good things about sophie's and they make you know interesting you know vegan shrimp and things like that perhaps this one product is a miss i have to make a determination whether or not i'm going to go ahead and you know try to be um truthful to an audience i mean i i would feel bad if i was you know, a, a customer, I bought this for $8. It was either shipped mm-hmm. to me or I bought it at a specialty store. And it was not good. I mean, this was, it was inedible. Ooh. I think, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Withering criticism. So, so let's spin this around because there's something that's really amazing that I've tried and I've really had some fun with. And it's ravioli. Did you see, have Ooh. you seen any of my ravioli videos? I saw that Traders has $4 ravioli, and that sounds real nice. It's awesome. In fact, I did a comparison with the Trader Joe's ravioli. It's a spinach cashew cheese ravioli, and it's uh, it's only $3.99. It's vegan, um, and uh, it's it's really delicious. It's, it's, it's In fact, there's still, like, there's people that, I suppose they're running out of stock in some places. There's still a whole bunch of it at my local Trader Joe's. I definitely recommend getting it. Some people were really hoarding in, it. Yeah, hoarding it, or, you know, maybe, I guess it might freeze, too, but I, I some people were recommending using the Trader Joe's pesto sauce with the, they have, like, a vegan pesto oh, with, nice. with the spinach ravioli uh it's really good and honestly it's kind of a i don't know say a dupe or a copy of a more expensive ravioli that's made by a company called kite hill oh is there a chance that it's actually the same stuff white branded no no it's not it's it's It's, it's just not yeah right it's like how they make cherry garcia Kite, in fact, Kite Hill has a relationship to uh, another podcast we did about Crossroads. Obviously, the the executive chef of Crossroads uh, created all the Kite Hill recipes. So, like the ricotta and all the cheese and stuff like that, the vegan cream cheese. Also, Kite Hill is known for having you know being a pricey brand as well. So, the, but really good. Yeah. So the Kite Hill ravioli is ten dollars. They're similar but different texturally. Taste-wise, they're very similar, I think. I feel I felt like they had the same kind of taste. The the Kite Hills made from almond milk. That's how they make their cheese. The Trader Joe's is made from cashews. So if you have like an you know, some type of allergic 
situation. You can maybe have one or the other. The Kite Hill was like a thicker ravioli, had a thicker bite. But then the, the Trader Joe's was thinner and it had like this nice silky texture. And honestly, I mean, I'm going to go with, I think they're almost equal in pleasures. I would go with the Trader Joe's. I mean, it's only four bucks. Yeah. Hey, hey you have to ask yourself, like, if the, um, you know, the other option is, what, 150 times, 150% more expensive? Is it 150% better, like, yummier? Probably yeah. not. Yeah, absolutely not. So this is like a, a matter of diminishing marginal utility. Like, the opportunity cost of buying one Kite Hill is buying two and a half Trader Joe's or buying a Trader Joe's and something else. Got to economize in this in this tough economy. That's right. It's good that we have an economist here. <laughs> and then, and finally, I wanted to talk to you a little bit because I feel like you have a business mind, and I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you a little bit about this whole situation with where I was learning about this company called Pegs. Now you're into mm-hmm. uh, Pegs, right? You like Pegs? I haven't tried Pegs, but you know, it's, no, it's an activity, yummy. right? <laughs> get out of here you're the one who made the short film about bondage i didn't <laughs> okay so there's a company and it's a small company in fact you know how the company started it was this the kickstarter yeah it was a woman named grace o'brien and she, oh, her name wasn't peggy her name isn't peg it's plant eggs plant eggs yeah but they should have called them plagues the situation between behind pegs was this i mean really young very ambitious entrepreneur. She's 23 when she started it. She graduated from Stanford, went ahead and created this recipe. The problem is, is the recipe borrows significantly from a traditional Indian dish. Some subtle differences. The subtle difference may be like, I think there's some potato starch that gives a little more spring. But the main ingredient, chickpeas, and the main flavor ingredient, black salt, are part of this dish besan chila so is there a chance that she just happened to concurrently you know reinvent the same thing without knowing that it's absolutely not no absolutely for sure not. okay not. because if so you look up if you look culturally up, appropriated the the dish it's a culturally appropriated dish that's been already culturally appropriated but the, there's no doubt in your mind a hundred percent. If you look up okay. vegan eggs or vegan egg replacement, chickpea flour comes up a mm-hmm. lot. So it's not it's not some situation where, you know, I mean, obviously it's a popular egg replacement in recipes and also to create scrambles. So it's not Did something... you ask her for a comment? Whenever she gets confronted with this fact that it was a Indian dish, uh like maybe let's say on the Instagram post, those posts get deleted. Oh, little, a uh, little. Uh... You're using chickpea flour and black salt to create a vegan egg. Okay, there's a tradition, thousands of years of in India where they use black salt and and chickpea flour to create a crepe that's very egg-like that you can turn into a scramble or make an omelet out of. If you were to go ahead and say, look. There's this tradition, and we've taken this tradition, and we're adding a few things to make it even more egg-like or whatever. You know, not just saying this is some You'd kind of... You'd be satisfied. It, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's at least yeah, a fig Yeah, an acknowledgement, yeah. Versus 
all of the media that says this is a revolutionary egg replacement. Right. Yeah. Like I've saw their articles and I guess maybe that's their PR. Their articles are like, this is a new, like tech, like a tech startup. This is new technology. I mean, you could say um, the same for just egg because the mung sure. bean has been the mung used bean thing, yeah, in right. Asian and Indian culture as well as yeah. a binding, it, I mean, crepe-like thing. It that, seems like, like it seems as though like a traditional ethnic food doesn't justify a premium price valuation. So they're like they're trying to sweep that under the rug to make it seem like you're buying new technology, so it's going to cost something. Yeah, that's the other part of it. So a seven-ounce right? bag of pegs is, well, I got it for like $12 at Besties. I think I saw it, the cheapest I saw it was for $10 for seven ounces. Now, mm-hmm. now the, the major ingredient in pegs is chickpea flour. You can get like a two-pound bag for like six bucks. So it's it's kind of a significant difference, and and I went ahead and I replicated the Peg's recipe. It was almost identical, and it involved just basically t- following not the Peg's recipe, but following the Besan Chila recipe. Yeah, I see. I don't want to dunk on any startup. I I you know I don't want them to like cease to exist. And there is a value to some people who want this to be easier and not have to like put together the ingredients from scratch. It, but sure, it would be nice if they if they just put a little box in the corner of the packaging saying like inspired by a papa, you know, uh, inspired by a traditional uh, dish or whatever. That would have been nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, but mo- but but in fact, I was talking to a, a, a an Indian influencer, and we we had mm-hmm. a really interesting conversation about this. We've kind of been on the same side of a, a lot of little interesting battles on social media, and. She's, she, you know, she, she's Indian. She grew up eating these recipes. She assumes that someone like like a conversation we're having about cultural appropriation is the exception to the rule of let's say gentrifying, you know, ancient recipes. And and I I just think that you get to a point where I I, I think I think it's offensive. For them to 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 take this kind of song and dance about it being some kind of innovation, tech innovation, because it's not. Well, I have two questions. Well, one, do you believe that this harms someone? I I get that it's 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 culturally uncool, but does it economically harm someone? Is it putting an ethnic food provider out of you know taking their market share or something? It harms vegans. Because the perception of vegans as colonizers, the, oh, the, right. yeah. the perception okay. of vegans as YT, I get that a lot, I'm YT, the perception of, of vegans being uh, elitist and, and being right. basically yeah, uh, colonizing you. people's, uh, taking, taking uh, indigenous food. And, and I see it too, I mean, we've seen it too with some of these large platformed vegan, I don't influencers where they bring up loaded terms that offend people to talk about, you know, animal agriculture. Oh, right. They make an analogy to something that happened to human beings, and then they say this is happening to animals, and they make an equivalence to it. Is that what you're referring That's to? That's right. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And it's a to, lack of sensitivity. Even though, like, you know, it is analogous, but it's definitely there's a lack of sensitivity. I mean, I'm always working my hardest to try to, you know, change yeah. the perception. Hey, 
I I thought also you were going to bring up how like, you know, mainstream white influencers will take a, like an ethnic, you know, a minority influencers recipe and then like show it as their own. And that's like also horrible and does harm them. Like it takes away their audience. You know, it takes it, it takes the like oxygen that they would have breathed. You want people to learn about really great vegan mm-hmm. recipes. So it's not necessarily guarding the recipe. Yeah, it just acknowledging where it comes from. Acknowledging, acknowledging where, the yeah, that would have been good. It doesn't take that long to say right. this is inspired by blank. This it takes was, nothing. It, you know, yeah, it, it, it's just you, it, it takes a, another three seconds, and then this is and then, you know what? When I said that this this recipe is when I was showing my chickpea egg recipe, it's 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 inspired by Besan Chila. People would commend me. Oh, thank you so much for mentioning the source. They were yeah, they, they were happy about it. They're afraid that you'll go around them. Like you, they want you want to say like this is my proprietary technology. You're not going to be able to reverse engineer it. Whereas if you put a little co- thing in the corner, they're like, oh, let's look up the source. Oh, I can make it myself cheaper. Uh, so that's probably the the real reason they're they're sweeping it under the rug. But you know, this is being marketed as like a you know a food tech company, and there's really this long tradition in tech of people you know like claiming founderhood when they're not. You know, like even Microsoft, they Bill Gates bought the first disk operating system from another company, repackaged it, and sold it. Uh, you know, Elon Musk did not found Tesla. He there were three co-founders or two, whatever. He he bought Tesla and then retroactively like called himself the founder. So, you know, there's a lot of mythologizing. There's a lot of narrativizing. And, um, you know, technology is is iterations like the all the code in the original Facebook, like was not written from scratch. They're copy pasting from, you know, GitHub. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the elements of any technology is built on the technology that came before it. Um, But you know in this case it's it's i guess just really sad to to pretend that you made it in a vacuum when it's that's like a you know a disrespect to all the generations of people who have who have this has been intrinsic to their culture yeah and also it doesn't reflect nicely on vegans as a whole sure so yeah. that's, but I mean, I mean, that said, I, I don't want to like I don't want to take down the pegs company. You know, I, I, I want them to thrive for, you know, anyone who just wants to open a package and make this thing and doesn't mind spending money. That's a solution for them. It is an overpriced product. It does what it's supposed to do. It makes a good vegan egg. Yeah. And it might only be temporarily overpriced because of economy of scale. And and once like they could bring production and demand up, the price would go down. It's like just because. In small quantities, everything's overpriced. Okay, now I want you to put on your entrepreneurial thinking cap. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this entrepreneur, they put this vegan egg together, and then there's kind of an uproar where people are saying cultural appropriation. What makes you not address that? I don't know. It's like, you you know, there's a trade-off. It's either you hope it blows over. You know, this is like, you know, what happened when you, when you were, when there were some bad batches of Just Egg and you, you were like, I want an apology. Um, it's like. Everything has to do with to, eggs, man. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like you have to decide whether you think 
Like, what's the which which pick your poison, right? You either have to eat crow and apologize, or you have to keep like sweeping it under the rug. Maybe they feel like if they just keep sweeping it, eventually people will get bored and move on. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe like they just don't know what to say. Or maybe they believe they independently came up with a recipe. I don't know. I mean, maybe if you look at the way the world is and how things are, uh, you know, eventually just accepted. I mean, just yeah. egg is accepted as a sure. egg replacement. They don't know. A lot of people don't have, have no awareness that it comes from yeah. a traditional background. It could be that the cost of um, acknowledging the ethnic food recipe is existential like it would put them out of business because it's like oh anyone can just go make it themselves for less i I don't know i don't know the answer is i feel like it's a microcosm of the way certain things roll and as i guess what we are i guess white vegans we have to be aware of these things where our food comes from i mean myself as an influencer or someone who put who does vegan content you know, I have to be aware of how I phrase things, how I present recipes, to just to make sure that uh, I'm respectful of people. I understand that there's an overriding concern for animals and for living an ethical lifestyle, as ethical as we can make it. But we shouldn't step on people's toes Sure. Or, or belittle people just, yeah. or belittle yeah. people's culture. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of, you know, very early on we had a falafel episode and we were it was like we talked to a great degree of, you know, people claiming ownership of falafel and you know, if it's like what to what extent it's like colonizing and whatnot. Yes, young man. So I have a question, Mike Keller. What did you have for lunch? Ugh, you know the answer. Did you have soylent? You're taunting me with your questions. No, I had someone for breakfast. For lunch, I will have, oh, I'm going to have a tortilla with a vegan cheese and a vegan breakfast sausage, microwaved and flipped over. I like it. All right, young man. So we did it again. We did it.